Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. It's an interesting email. Hi, Niall. I'm an avid listener to your show. I listen in every night as I'm in, as I am in my, and I feel, sorry, this is obviously a word, and I feel that your show is the only one that is not too liberal and allows people to have their views. I'm in dire straits with my son and I don't know where to turn to. My 13-year-old son is transgender and wants to be a woman. Uh, He has always been quite feminine in his ways. He loved Barbie rather than Ken and always felt more comfortable around sisters, uh, children, uh, my sister's children, uh, who are girls. In the last month, it has really escalated. He came to me and told me that he's done some research in great detail And he wants myself and my husband to take him to a doctor to get hormone tablets so that he can begin a transition. I'm assuming she means puberty blockers. He said he doesn't want to get the operation until he's 18. But for now, he wants us to refer refer to him as a teenage girl. As you can imagine, the fallout from this has caused massive fallout in our family. My husband took this news quite badly. He said he didn't approve of this and that he believes that our son is becoming a product of this liberal society. My husband states... He has a son, not a daughter, and thinks I'm pandering to his whims. Niall, I just don't know what to do. I've read up on this on support forums, and they all state how we should be supportive if your child uh, comes to you and expresses these wishes. I just can't get my head around it. What's worse is it's steeped, or it's seeped into his school life. His teacher pulled me aside last week to tell me about how he asked to be referred to as a girl and was concerned as she didn't know if I was aware of this. Please don't mention my name for obvious reasons. I don't want my family to be recognised. But I just can't see myself supporting this for much longer, and I know my husband won't. What should I do? Thanks. Well, it's a difficult situation for any parent to be in when you think you have a son, and all of a sudden the son wants to be a daughter, or vice versa. I mean, do you think this mother should simply accept that her son is transgender and bring, her, bring him to a doctor? Now, just to point out, by the way, coincidentally on the same day, and there was a Supreme Court case in the United Kingdom, or High Court case in the United Kingdom, where a judge has handed down his decision in relation to two teenagers at the time who got puberty blockers in the UK under the age of 16. And the judge has said, this is a landmark decision, by the way, which has made the transgender community not very happy in the United Kingdom. The case was brought by Tavistock and Portman NHS Trust, which said it was dis- disappointed but immediately suspended all referrals for under 16. The judge said children under 16 with gender dysphoria are unlikely to be able to give informed consent to undergo treatment with puberty blocking drugs. And it's being ruled by a high court judge. In other words, from now on in the UK, under the age of 16, even with a parent with you, you cannot get puberty blocking drugs under the age of 16. That's a high court decision. Because the judge believes that, you know, you may come back at 25 and decide I made a huge mistake and that's life-changing. You're not going to be able to go back on that one. And I completely agree with it. Over the age of 18, do what you want with yourself. I couldn't care less. But under the age of 18, we have to be very careful of the decisions people make. And that's the, the dilemma this woman finds herself in. Put yourself in her shoes. Or put yourself in his shoes. What would you do? I mean, it's clear that it has been clearly hard on the family to hear that their son is waiting for her to be referred or wants to be referred to as a girl. But if it was your son, would you support them? Or your daughter who wants to be a boy, would you support them? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 That's 87 uh, James, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, James? How's it going now? How's it going, James? Good evening. <laughs> uh, James, I mean, look, it's a very difficult situation for a parent to be in. 
Uh, he's obviously talked to his school friends. He's gone online and got lots of research done. Now wants his parents to bring him to a doctor to be referred for hormone treatment, or uh, as he puts it, or she put it. But I'm assuming she means puberty blockers. I mean, what should she do? I would bring him to the doctor, but I try to have the doctor explain to him that he should give us some time. He could be going through an identity crisis. He might be homosexual and he's unsure. You know, he might be confused. He's only 13. His hormones will be raging. If he's a bit feminine, he's probably just a, a going through an identity crisis now. So I wouldn't rush into it, absolutely. You know, well, there's no there's no connection as such with homosexuality and transgenderism, I don't believe. But I, but I understand no, but your point you're making. He may be confused. No, but there is a, a large amount of males in their younger years, from what I've read anyway, that sometimes when they're homosexuals, they can try mask it or confuse it and say that they're transgender because they're attracted to males, so they want to be a female to feel more. as just that they normal. Okay, okay. No, I, I get the point that you're trying to make, okay? Yeah, that, that maybe from that point he's confused. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of young boys who do show signs of transgenderism or express that they're transgender actually go on to fit into that biologically designed gender in the later years. So you think that this could be a catastrophic mistake? Absolutely. And, and well, by the way, I don't know in this country whether they would actually uh, prescribe puberty blockers to a child at 13 years of age. I want to clarify that because I don't think they can anyway. Well, I don't know. I reckon there will be cases coming up in the court eventually on this matter. Like Australia, I think it was this week. They, uh, Australia, they took a 15-year-old child off his uh, parents. Yeah. Because the child wanted to go on puberty blockers, the parents didn't let him, so he took his parents to court. And the judge ruled that was a form of child abuse. That's right, and, and, and the parents had the child taken off them. Absolutely, and then if you look at the legislation that we brought in in 2012 with the referendum that we gave the government basically the rights over all of our children, you know it's going to be a slippery Well, we were the first country in the world to bring in uh, self-identification legally, mm-hmm. uh, self-recognition, which means that I can tomorrow, if I want to, without av- having, you know, gender reassignment, I can tomorrow proclaim to be a woman. And people must accept it. Yeah, without any form of... Without any form of psychotherapy or talking yeah. to a, a psychologist or psychologist, yeah. which is what you would have had to do before and you do in most countries. Yeah, and if you're 18, 20, 25, crack on, there's no issue with that. You know, it's your body, your choice. But when you're talking about a teenager that's actually only hitting the stage of development, especially considering if you're going to put them on testosterone, blockers, etc. Testosterone is vital for the male development. Not just, you know, his sex drive, but his overall biological health. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the transgender community will dismiss that fact, but it is. It has huge effects on... Well, well, well the High Court mentioned uh, back in October when they first heard this case, lawyers representing the claimants said uh, there was a very high likelihood children start taking who start taking hormone blockers will later begin taking cross-sex hormones, which will mm-hmm. uh, which they say cause irreversible changes. Exactly, irreversible. And that's what... This mother has a responsibility to protect her child. But did this case... I don't know, have you been following this case in England? This is taken by two people who had had puberty blockers under the age of 16, um, one with their parents' consent and one without the parents' consent. Uh, one was actually only going for them. And basically the judge decided this was a mistake. So this person who took them under the age of 16 consensually um, is suing the state or suing uh, the individuals who gave them to her because they said, you shouldn't have gave them to me. I was under 16. I wasn't mature enough to make that decision. And now I've made a mistake. You gave them to me. And, that's, that, and, that's, and the judges agreed. You shouldn't have given them to me. And those parents that did give consent to give the child those hormone blockers probably felt they were doing the right thing. 
they were in the situation that this lady is in right now. And I genuinely do think she is making the correct decision. I can understand her apprehension by not trying to dismiss his clients because she doesn't want, to, let's say, when he's 18 or 20 and he does transit, then he, when, she, when he's older, he could look a hole with kind of resentment because you didn't believe me, you dismissed me. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you didn't allow me to be who, who, who we wanted to be, etc. Where... I don't know, like, it's definitely a sticky situation, but I definitely think she should stick to her guns for now, considering he only came out with it. I'm going to look at the text coming in. Anthony Cox is high now. 13 year old is far too young to decide their gender. It is child abuse to put them on puberty blockers. Somebody else says 27% of trans women identify as lesbian, with another 20% identifying as bisexual. 12% of trans men are gay, and another 12% are bisexual. Now, I don't know how true those facts are, but it would make some level of sense. Although I find it quite confusing when you, when you say something like 12% of trans men are gay. Does that mean they're attracted to men or women? If you know what I mean. I know that's a little bit confusing. Uh, okay, so you think the child is too young. And so, okay, so what, so the father is disgusted, obviously, right? He says, I didn't, I, I don't have a daughter, I have a son. So he's not supporting it at all, have nothing to do with it. He's disgusted. So what should, what should the mother do? Just bring him to a doctor and try and, but the doctors are all tuned in now. The doctors are all more or less told, oh, you have to support this and, you know, deal with this sensitively and never disagree with the child and never disagree with him. So the, the doctors are going to go along with it. So I don't know any doctor's going to say, I don't agree with this. Now, I need to have a good think about this and go back to me in six months. I, I don't think that's going to happen. The doctors will be referring them on to, there is a clinic here in Dublin uh, for young people who are trans. So the doctor will refer them to somebody else who is of like-minded yeah. Well, then she should try to do research on a doctor that would be impartial and just sit down with the child and ask the doctor to have a, a conversation with the child and explain the long-term ramifications of his, con- the consequences of his actions and what he wants to happen. Like, and not have a doctor that's going to say, no, yes, you should transit. Just have a conversation with him and say, okay, so let's go with this for a year, let's say, for example, and if he wants the haircut and he wants to dress the same way, fair, okay, that's fair enough, but no chemicals involved. Okay, and would you, as a parent, uh, would you be okay with that? Your 13-year-old says, I want you to call me, I don't know, Mary, and, and refer to me by the you know, the pronoun of she or her. Would you would you be okay with that? Well, see, I wouldn't want the child to feel like they're rejecting them. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they kind of think that I'm dismissing their opinions and the way they feel. Where You don't want them to run away from you. You want to, as a parent, that your child can come to you and confide in you. So you would have to have a level. But, but do, do you do you believe you by doing that? Are you not encouraging it then? To a degree, you would be, but it's not. Let's say it's a new situation that parents are facing, and it's a very tricky one to handle. Her, you know, like if you completely reject the child, then they could basically they could from like in their own right, let's say, with the children's rights that we have now, could they take you to court at like Australia and be taken out of your custody? Because you're, it's a form of abuse. Well, I know, I know in Canada, that's also the case too, that if you don't listen to your child, if they say they're trans, the child will be taken off you and you can actually be charged and go to jail. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a form of child it's abuse. It's strange where we live in, isn't it? I mean, absolutely. okay, so, what, so what's changed in the world now? Is it because there's all this information for people? I mean, what's changed in the world? That, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, when, when I was a young fellow, I, I never heard of this happening too much. Um. So what what's changed now? Is there more information available that people feel more comfortable doing this, or, or what is it? I say I say it would be that would be a factor that the children are more exposed to it now. Where a child's like point of view on the world used to come from at home, but now that you have the internet, they're going into all these little identity groups and all these little 
subcultures and that they're starting to explore, let's say, different mindsets and different people. So when they hear of somebody saying, oh, I feel like a woman X, Y and Z, then they go, I might feel a bit like a little bit like that because I'm only 13. I feel awkward in my body and I'm unsure of who I am in my identity. Mm-hmm. So when you expose children to that kind of outside thinking, I think sometimes it can have a massive effect on them. I, I, I said this the other day and I, I still believe it. I think there's way too much information for children out there. Yeah. I mean, I the, the idea that, you, that you, there's information there that tells a child you can be any gender you want. That in itself I have an issue with to some degree because that, that only encourages it because I, I watched a documentary one night about a girl and she's in her 40s now uh, well, she's a woman and she said when she was a young girl she said I, you know, I used to play football with the lads on the road I used to get down and dirty I was climbing walls climbing trees I was affectionately known as a tomboy and I, I remember thinking I wanted to be a man I wanted to be a boy. I really wanted I didn't want to be a girl. I had no interest in being a girl. No interest in makeup. No interest in dresses. And she said, if I lived in today's world, I could have almost been convinced that I could have been a boy. And I would have probably gone ahead with it. But she said, I didn't because it wasn't today's world that I lived in. And she said, now I'm so happy that I didn't go and do anything like that. She said, because I'm very proud now and I embrace being a woman. Absolutely. Yes, she conformed to a gender, let's say, a biological gender. But like that lady said in the email, he's exposed to a lot of females. So is it because he's spending a lot of time with females and he enjoys what is perceived as female things? Now he started to question, am I supposed to be a female because I enjoy these things? I enjoy the nail polish and I like the long hair and I like makeup. So is it more that he's a product of his environment of what he's seen from all the people he's interacting with? Stay there for a second. Let me go to Angela as well. Angela, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Angela? Hi, Kyle. How are you? Good, Angela. I mean, I, Angela, you know, if I thankfully I was never in this situation with a child who was, you know, upset by their gender or confused by their gender. I, I don't know what I'd do. Well, I mean, what would you do? Um, I think right now they just need to let him be who he thinks he wants to be. Um, I certainly wouldn't be going down the road of puberty blockers that I am. I just actually texted a doctor friend of mine there to ask, um, was there something in place here? And as far as they know, there's not. Um, but they can go to a specialist. So as you say, like the the hospital or the doctors above in Dublin that deal with this. Um, I certainly wouldn't. It's it's such a hard one, um, you know, because like that, a father and his son. You know, um, and if he doesn't want him to go down that road, well, there's nothing really you can do. He's 13. It's not like you can... But can you not discourage him? Is that old-fashioned thinking? You see, if it was me, yes. Because we all go through changes, don't we, throughout our lives? You know what I mean? I mean, when I was kind of 16, I was into ACDC and I had denims and long, curly, white, curly hair and I looked like an idiot. If I look back at my pictures now, that's who I wanted to be at that time. That's, you know, I I mentioned to somebody there and I'm not being flippant, but I remember I I told my father when I was nine, I wanted to be the Hulk. Now, he didn't put me on steroids and spray me green. You know what I mean? So so what I'm saying is we go through changes in our life constantly all the time. So... Like, maybe well, he I, does at this moment want to be a girl, but in a year he may I, not. I was a tomboy. Like, I was, a, like, a massive tomboy. You know, I was the little girl racer with the fast cars, you know, that kind of way. 
loved my tracksuit, loved all of that thing, you know, kind of thing. And like, I can remember a couple of years that I hadn't seen a good friend of mine and I was out one night and she looked at me and went, oh my God, you've got makeup and your hair done. You know, whereas I used to go around with the baseball cap and I'm not saying I wanted to be a, a lad, but that's the way I liked dressing. That's the way I liked, you know, um, and my mentality was I'm still a big girl, but back then I was a big girl where nothing that all my friends were wearing would fit me. So I was just like, you know what, I'll be a tomboy. And did you want to be one of the lads? I was one of the lads. And you kind of still are, Angela, because you always tell us about going out with the lads to watch rugby matches yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the, but but the, I'm sure you're still happy to be a woman. Yeah, bar two, um, I could say all of my best friends are lads. But here's really the thing, but here's the thing. I, yeah. I, I mean, this all this topic confuses me, you know, and, and I'll be honest yeah. with you, transgender confuses me completely. Yeah. I mean, because what I start thinking about is, what does it mean to be a man? I don't even know because I'm a man, but I don't know what it feels like to be a man because I'm just a man. I don't yeah. know. I and mean, people say, oh, well, I feel like a woman, right? Some guys will say, I feel like a woman. I'm going, how do you know you feel like a woman? You don't know what a woman feels like. Or what it feels like to be a woman. I'm sure it doesn't feel any different to feeling like a man, apart from you feel physically slightly different, if you know what I mean. We're going into details. I mean, so, I, I might, James, what does it feel like to be a man? Do you think it feels any different to be a woman? Well, I'd say there is some kind of genetic thing there. You know, like biologically, you know, we do have different chemical levels, different levels of testosterone, estrogen, etc. So we would kind of have a different psychology and that. But how would how would a man know what it feels like to be a woman? To be a man, exactly. And how does a woman know what it feels like to be a man? I I, I, can, I fully agree with what you're saying. I find it quite confusing also because when you look at the stuff that they say, oh, I identify with a woman, it's usually like the dresses, the glitter, the glam. Yeah. You know, none of them ever want to be a biker or no females want to transit into being bikers. No males want to transit into being, you know, like short-haired, kind of punk rocker. It's always the glitz and the glam. So we just want to take on, like, the feminine characteristics. But to be a woman, I'd say it's a lot more than just those characteristics. It's at a biological level, personally, to me. You know, and they want to change the external so they feel better on the internal, but I just don't see how the external ever improves by doing stuff like that. Just okay, well, just to clarify in relation to Ireland and puberty blockers, because somebody did ask whether the, uh, almost 80 Irish children have been sent by the HSE to England for assessment over confusion about their gender identity over the last three years. Six out of ten children were referred back to Children's Health Ireland Hospital at Crumlin to receive psychological support, while 40% received medical treatment such as puberty blockers. So they do give it to children in this country in, in Crumlin Hospital. Uh, some 46 children went uh, through the treatment abroad scheme to the Gender Identity Development Service at Tavistock Clinic, which is the one I mentioned earlier on, which was in the High Court. Yeah. Um, another 12 children were unhappy about their biological sex, were referred to the specialist NHS clinic in London, which treats transgender children in 2017. And it also says that Children's Health Ireland at Crumlin say they are currently treating less than 20 patients at their gender endocrinology service and some are on pu- puberty blocking hormones. I, you know, I, I find giving children, giving children puberty blockers, I find, I find that upsetting, dear. It's too young. It's maybe, I know, maybe I'm wrong. I, I be, maybe, you know, somebody who's transgender listening is quite well to give me a ring and justify it, but I just think there's something wrong with it. I do. I just think, I think at the age of 
10, 11, 12, 13, 14. That is still too young. Well, I wonder if this case in the UK is going to have implications here because the High Court judge in the UK said children are not to be given them under the age of 16. He said because they're unlikely to be able to give conformed consent to undergo any treatment with puberty blocking drugs. So that's now not going to happen. And Tavistock have now just cancelled all their appointments with children under the age of 16. Well, they're, I think they're right. Because I don't think at the age of 13 you know what you want to know. No, like. you don't. Of course now, you don't. You, you don't. Now, I know they say anyone that's homosexual or anything like that, that they know they're attracted to boys or girls at, the, at that age. I, I don't even know about that. Now, I know... I've during the marriage equality referendum, I spoke to many men who told me they were born gay, and I'm not doubting that's the way they felt uh, that they were born gay. Although I know News Talk got a complaint upheld by the Broadcasting Authority because they allowed somebody to say that because there's no scientific evidence that people are born gay. There's no scientific evidence people are born straight either. By the way, it's just we're just born. Um, yeah. So the, the idea, and and when you listen to what's his name off the telly, the morning television show, what's his name, um, the grey-headed lad who does the Cube. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Philip Schofield. So, yeah, so Schofield comes out and said he didn't really know he was gay until he was married. So th- there are a lot of people, yeah. it seems, Angela, that, that didn't know they were gay. You know, and I find that difficult to understand. That there are people that say that they know at that age. Some people say they don't. I have a couple of cousins who say they didn't know at that age, and they are now, and they are extremely gay. Um, so I mean, I, extremely I, gay. You're either gay or you're not. You're extremely no gay. I'm extremely there's straight. No there is no question about it. But um, I, I do. I just think it's too young. But my whole thing is at the moment, if that's what he wants to do for now. Okay, oh, we're getting back to that. Okay, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, in other words, you, you, if it was your child, you would happily use the pronouns her and she and... And if he wants to be called, you know, another name, Mary or whatever it is, uh, go far away. I think but you then, no, Yeah, but no, sorry, James. But what happens then, okay, so everyone in the school and his family accept this identity, okay, and then in a year's time, he decides, oh, actually, I don't feel like this anymore. Is he being put into a box then when he feels, I'm after telling everyone that I'm Mary, for example, and now how am I supposed to tell them I'm actually John again? So you could be putting the child into a box where he's feeling cornered then in a year's time and it's not giving the wiggle room to kind of come out of it. I don't, it's a tough one, but there's just so it's many so things that could go wrong. I, 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 if it was me, and I'm probably wrong, but if it was me, I would try and talk him out of it. Yeah. I would yeah. absolutely, I would say to him, look, for the moment, I'm going to keep referring to you as your boy's name. Um, right. let, let's just let's run with this for a few days or, you know, or a couple of months and, and let's see how you feel about it a couple of months time we're not not taking you seriously you know we love you to bits no matter what you are but let's just stick with what you are for the moment let's have a talk about it over the next few months let's see how you feel do you know what I mean I, I, I wouldn't be jumping in at the deep end here because as James rightly points out once you start I don't think there's any going back until the point where he's mature enough to understand the mistake he made himself, if indeed it's a mistake. And we've heard so many stories and so many documentaries out there about people who transitioned, who then realised, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It's too late. Well, I understand that. But you know what? Is this, Would it be better for him to do it now um, and be in that box at, at that age and then come out of that box in another year rather than... Um, like it's it's already causing risk. This is such a hard subject, but 
like his father obviously isn't talking to him. Um, his mother is doesn't know what to do. Um, oh God, no, I don't know. It's so hard because either way, it's tough. I mean, I, I was okay years ago when I, and there was, I, I knew two transgenders years ago who went through transition. And they, they went to a lot of trouble to do it. They had to go to psychiatrists and, and you have to be with a psychiatrist, I think, for a period of three or six months yeah. and visit three different independent bodies and all this kind of... So the, and the whole purpose of that was to make sure that you knew exactly what you were doing before you were undergoing such a horrific That's medical awesome. procedure. Yeah. So you knew exactly what you were doing, so you didn't make a mistake. So the you know the psychologists would figure it out and they well no he's absolutely serious or she's absolutely serious this is what they want right whereas now this idea that you can just turn around tomorrow morning and say oh, I want to be a girl today and you know and if you want to go and have gender reassignment you can do it I I find it all a little bit too okay, too easy for it's people to make a, for people to make a mistake and maybe I'm wrong in saying that James am I. No, well, absolutely not, no, because there's, there's no real way of reversing the surgery. They, I know they say there is, but there's no real way of getting back your original genitalia. So if you're going to be allowed to make those decisions hastily, then like, it's, there's going to be a lot of disasters. And then is there an underlying condition of mental health issues? Where yeah. I know this offends the transgender community a lot, but people who you are transgender have a high potential to be have another mental illness that goes along with it. I don't want to be offended saying that they have a much higher rate of suicide. Than the well, they, well they do, they do. Because, and I, I, I spoke to somebody before about this, as a doctor who was dealing with it, and he said the problem is, is, and his statement was, and he wrote an article about it, and it was his article heading was, gender reassignment is not a cure for gender dysphoria. So, in other words, turning somebody physically into a woman from a man doesn't cure the problem. Um, he said, you know, many people in this situation are confused um, and they need support, as much support as possible. But by having a medical intervention and, you know, removing a penis or growing breasts or whatever, and they look in the mirror and they physically look like a woman, still doesn't make them feel like a woman because they don't know what a woman feels like. They just feel different. And he said, be- that's the problem. And, and I don't mean to be offensive, but if a man transits to be a woman, they don't know what it feels like to be a woman in the sense of the genitalia, of birthing, of menstruating, of the hormonal change internally that a woman goes through every month. And what it's like to grow up as a woman, for example, you know, through those body changes and the social circle. So they can't really identify with what it is to be a woman internally. That's very okay. okay, well, look, okay, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Anthony if I can. Anthony, you're on Classic Kids. Anthony, it's a very complicated subject, but what would you do if you're a parent of a child 13 years of age who kind of proclaims to want to change their gender? Um, I wouldn't entertain it for a second, to be quite honest. When you say you wouldn't entertain it, I'm assuming you would be supportive of your child. I'd be supportive, but I wouldn't encourage it. Okay. I mean, I suppose... I was only looking at something on YouTube there today. And I suppose it probably would be the best example. Um, Cher and her daughter, Chastity, is it Chastity Bono? Mm. And she's about 40 stone. Oh, yeah. She looked like the mother and Cher looks like the daughter. You know, and it's just, it can go horribly wrong. Mm -hmm. And I think... When we have a law that the age of consent is 17, 
why should we allow a 13 or a 14 year old to go on puberty blockers and stuff like that you know when the age of consent is 17 it just it doesn't make any sense. I, I, I agree I, I find it mind blowing that we don't allow anybody under 16 to smoke or drink or drive a yeah. car but yet we're quite happy to allow somebody under the age of 16 to essentially change the course of their whole life by changing their I gender. Sure, when you're 13, point. you don't know your arse from your elbow. Literally. Excuse my language, but mm. you you really don't know. I mean, you go through a minefield of stuff and they have proven, like, the brain doesn't even fully develop until you're 25. You don't know. Well, maybe when the person is over 18, go off and do what you want to do. But I mean... Any parents, like, I don't know if you ever saw that Louis Theroux documentary. I did, I did, yes, children. I did. I found yeah, that documentary I mean, I disturbing, actually. Shocking. I, yeah. and, and the most disturbing one was the young lad who was a woman, or a, bo- a girl when he was with his mother, but a boy when he was with his father. Because yeah. his, he, and he, by his own words, he yeah. said his mother wanted a girl. I mean, that's, that's kind of psychological. It's, I think it's a bit like, I'd agree with James that was on there earlier on. I'd agree with him. I think it's a bit of a case of the emperor's new clothes. You know, you're not fooling anybody. Like, And I think it's more of a psychological problem rather than... Well, gender yeah. clearly is psychological. I mean, it's how you yeah. feel, isn't it? So it clearly is psychological. Yeah, but, but it's more psychological than physical. And I've seen other documentaries. I've seen a documentary about a woman and she decided she'd become a man and she regretted it. She did it when she was 15 and she at 18, she totally regretted it and she showed her breasts where they were chopped off and she had just nipples put on and totally regretted the whole thing and said she'd never do it again. And puberty blockers are like, I mean, would you put a child on Prozac? Would you put a child on Xanax? Would you put a you child do. on... People do, yeah. In America, they do. Yeah. And here, no. Yeah. Well, I, it, well there's, a ch- there's no children on Prozac in this country, is there? No, they'll be on Ritalin. Ritalin, yeah. Ritalin. Hmm. But the thing, that, like, Niall, as, as you said there, you know, um, you ca- there's a lot of things you can't do until you're 16 or 18 in this country. And I would honestly say that it should be a lot older than that, that you can't have this kind of um, a transition until you're a lot older than yeah, that. But, yeah, but I think this lady's in a tricky situation because she wants to keep the relationship with her son intact yeah. and she doesn't want to make him feel dismissed. So you can take Mark's position, but you're really going to do damage to the relationship with the child, the parent and the child. So even though it's easy on the radio to say, oh, I just tell him to get over it. It's much harder when you're actually face-to-face with your own child and your relationship depends on it. Yeah. And when and you're the it. parent, when you're yes. the parent, James, you lay down the law, don't you? Yeah, but he's sitting at the age of 13, 14, so you have to be a level of respect also now, which I not be able to think so, like, because he will be a, a young man or woman, whichever. It's and well, I think a lot man of it as well, you see, is it's social media and it's the soap operas. Like, there was one point there in Carnation Street, I don't think there was a heterosexual living on Carnation Street. Do you know, I'm only waiting for Rita 
and <laughs> what's her name, Audrey, to come back and have a lesbian relationship and get married. Well, 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 I, well I, I mean, I, no, I, I don't see an issue. That, I mean, you know, there are people who are gay in society. And I think, you know, when we have programs on television, I think they do have to reflect society. You know, within so within reason. No, within reason, and, and you know, and it has to be in context. I mean, you can't have the whole, well, unless it's a dedicated program or soap opera to give for gay people. I don't know, but I mean, what I'm saying is, I mean, there are there's a percentage. I don't know what they said. There's an argument in the world over what percentage of the world is gay. I think it's about three percent or something like that. Although some people say seven, I don't believe it's seven. Uh, I believe it's three. So, I mean, that would be fair to say out of every hundred actors in Carrie, there should be three of them should, at least should be gay. Well, yeah, there were 20 houses in Carnation Street, <laughs> and at one stage, the vicar was gay. Oh, uh, they say the vicar still is gay, by the way. He hasn't changed. <laughs> and his boy, well, obviously, his boyfriend is gay. I mean, <laughs> Anthony, if the vicar is gay, his boyfriend <laughs> has to be gay. gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so stay there for a second. Let me go to Rob. Rob, you're on Classic Hits. Say, dear Rob. Good evening, Noel. How are you doing? Well, I, I don't very much his boy. His boyfriend is straight if he's gay, but go on. Sorry, Rob. I, I wouldn't be surprised, Noel. Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised what they're doing on those programs. But it listen, you, Rob, what, I mean, look, this is a really. Complicated situation. It's a very complicated, and I really—it's so hard for that young fella and his and his mom and his parent and his dad. You know, it's God Almighty. It's it's a novel situation, but he's very young, and I think the first thing, Noel, is his mom uh, should get him off. Should bring him along to one of these uh, belong to is a a service for young gay people and trans. It, but is that the, no? See, and I'm not, I'm not completely. I'm not. I'm not dismissing because that, I'll right? Tell you why. But is that is that not encouraging the problem? Does he really need to be talking to like-minded people? No, because the last thing that that his parents and and that, and that young lad need uh, is to be talking about gender realignment surgery. And that at 14 years of age or 14 years of age is uh, that has to be the very last option because. It's pretty much uh, irreversible from what I can make out on it. Well, it depends. if they go on cross, what they call, what they call again, cross-sex hormones, they're, they're irreversible, yeah. Yeah, and it's not just young lads. It's Hang on, Andrew. young girls as well. Yeah. It's more, I, I think the majority of trans are usually men, aren't they? they the majority, yeah, no, there are, yeah. obviously are some women. But, I, I mean, I've spoken to some of the trans organisations over the years, and, you know, they, they are campaigning, of course, to have the law reduced in this country. I think it is 16 uh, before you can have gender reassignment or anything like that. But they're, they're encouraging to get the, try and get the law changed to t- remove the age uh, on it. Well, so there's no, there's no minimum age. Yeah, and I find that quite disturbing, to be honest with you. Maybe, Rob, yeah, you don't. I don't know. Because he's a teen. He's, he's, only, he's only torn to teenage. He's only torn, into, he's only torn to our teen. He and doesn't know his legs, his whole body is messed up. He's hitting puberty. He doesn't know what's going on. To, he's going to go through this puberty process. Yeah. And the hormones are going to be raging and flying. Sorry, Angela. Now, at the age of 16, still going to be messed up. So if they're trying to lower that law, they, they seriously need to talk to, to people because you, firstly, you don't want, as that gentleman said there, you don't want an influencer. You don't want him to sit down and then say, oh, well, it's this and that, and I feel so great now that I've done it. You need to have a completely, you know, neutral person to talk to them. But no way should they reduce the age for that. I mean, I I think this High Court case in the UK today is probably going to make somewhat of a difference because... 
they have now said in the UK, and I know Tavistock have, uh, and Portman have now cancelled all appointments for under 16 years of age because it's now in the UK, this is a, high, this is a landmark ruling, that children under 16 with gender dysphoria are unlikely to be able to give conformed consent to, or consent to undergo treatment with puberty-blocking drugs. This is according to high court judges, three high court judges. So that means no more will somebody under 16 be given puberty blockers in the UK. So does that mean that now, somebody... Sorry, sorry, Rob? Or, or who's the name? Oh, sorry. James? No, yeah. So does that mean that anybody who was given these hormone blockers under the age of 16 could technically sue the state? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. I don't know what I don't know what way the situation would be here, though. Well, the situation here is, I read it earlier on, there, I read an article from the Irish Examiner there earlier on, that there's 80 children who have been sent to Tavistock in the UK. Some have been sent back and they're being treated in Crumlin Hospital at the moment with puberty blockers. All right. Under the age, this is under the age of eighteen. Oh God, they're very young. But I mean, I just, by the way, we mentioned a few minutes ago, Rob, you're a gay man, aren't you? Yeah. That's okay. Right. We mentioned earlier on there about Philip Schofield said he didn't know he was gay. Obviously, well, he did. To later in his life, didn't he? He said he didn't know. Well, he no, I'm a gay man a long time, and I knew. When did I you know. know you were gay? I'd say about sixteen, fifteen, sixteen. I was sixteen. It's like. So could, this is what, um, you know, uh, um, James was saying earlier on. Maybe he's just confused. He's attracted to boys and maybe he's confused. Could he be? Yeah, it's, it's possible. That, but it could be phases as well. And he, he, could, he could in a year's time or two years' time or something like that say a young one and he, he'd fancy her. God almighty. Mm. Because he, his body is trying to adjust. To, his voice probably hasn't even broken now. It's ordained. Yeah. You know, uh, 13, you don't know your arse from your elbow. No, it's you, re- you really don't. No. Yeah, but I you mean, do know if you... F- I mean, I think most gay people have a fair idea at 13 that you'd be gay well, because... Only, yeah. Oh, and I don't oh, want to confuse oh, the two issues, by the way, trans no. and gay. The two very different issues, I know that. But well, I think... Philip, yeah, sorry, no. Just on the Philip Schofield thing. Well, I don't know what that, that was. that a convenience or was he forced to, to come out as gay or something? I don't know. I was reading all that stuff earlier in the year. Yeah. Um... Because uh, he, he was dating some young lads. I'm not sure now. That's mm. true. Um, but uh, he was gonna, the, the young lad was going to spill the beans on him. Oh, I, yeah. Somebody had mentioned that, all right, that the, that's, there was somebody who was going no, to bring yeah. a story out to the, or sell a story to a yeah. newspaper or something like that. And he felt he had to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, he would have known but he was going to. Sorry, the Angela? The only thing about that, Nile is if it was true that a young fella. No, I heard that as well. It was somebody yeah. that worked on the, the show that if if some young fella was going to do that when he's, by, by the way I want to clarify when we say young fella he wasn't under 18 obviously oh no he wasn't no, under 18 no no, no, no okay yeah, no. I, I, just, no, I just want to clarify in case anyone thought anything yeah. less yeah. of him about that my apologies on that but, <clears throat> same, um, same here now you know he would have I think he would have come out by now but I think what needs to be done actually is I think that child needs to go and speak to a psychologist but I, th- I would agree with James if I was the mother of this child and you really wanted to bring the child to a psychologist, I would do a little bit of research and make sure to find an impartial one. Uh, with no disrespect yeah. to Rob, I wouldn't be bringing him to, say, a, a psychologist recommended by an organisation who represent trans, the trans community because I don't believe that would be impartial. But no, well, I, yeah, yeah, but sorry, Rob, go ahead. Yes, sorry, Angela, sorry, no. There's a lot, there's a lot of young gay groups out there now there's a fantastic one out there called Belong To. Yeah, no, I've heard of them. I've heard of them. And they're for young, they're for teenagers and all. They're brilliant. Yeah, but they're not in person. So would that just not reinforce what he's thinking? Yes, but you have to remember, they're not, they're not going to say, listen, no, yeah, 
John, Johnny, uh, you're no, definitely, you're definitely a girl. But I, and there's also the argument as well. I know I don't belong to, as far as I know, represent everybody in the LGBT communi- community. Correct. But there, there's also that, that there is that whole thing out there that a lot of gay people like to be very strictly separated from being trans. Uh, and actually, I know in, oh, Amer- yeah. in America, some of the LGB were pissed off that there was a T on the end uh, because they, they say they don't want to be mixed up with the trans community. So th- I know there's different opinions. And but, different- you know, sorry, no, do you know what I was thinking there? That young man must get an awful time in school with bullying and stuff. Well, if he's a feminist, and she says he is a feminist, you right. know, I know. Yeah. I, I hope not. I, I, I maybe I, I think we passed that stage in life. Yeah, I know. Boy, friends of mine, right? I, they're married and what have you, and are some of their teenage sons get to get bullied at times in school. Mm. And yeah, skills, skills are very good now in stamping it out, but it still goes on. Yeah, not as much as probably it would have then. Yeah, you know, I mean, there was, there was I remember there was two problem. lads in my class, well, one in particular, and oh gosh, he was very effeminate, very. Mm-hmm. I just, and to be honest with you, even though I didn't know much about homosexuality when I was young, I knew he was gay. <laughs> Everybody yeah. knew, and I met him there recently, and he's married to a guy now, and they have a child and everything, and totally. he is, he's as gay as gay can be, and uh, but I always knew he was, and I think I knew from the age of four this chap was gay when I met him in primary school. Everybody did. Sure, he had long hair now. He was probably one of the only kids in the class that had long hair at the age of seven, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, and I'm not saying that's anything to do with being gay, but I just think he was trying to express himself constantly all the time. Yeah, sorry, I, Angela. No, I've, just, um, I've just sent on, because um, uh, I, won't, I won't say it over the air, a very um, good friend of mine, his brother's one of the top child psychologists in Dublin. Yeah. So I've just sent on his name there. Okay. Just, you know, because he's 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 excellent. He's to do with adolescents, you know, mental health in children, all that kind of thing. So I've just sent on his number there because I obviously yeah. Well, I I, I I would I tell you what I'm gonna have to wrap it up, but I would definitely go with James' advice as well and yours, Angela. Oh, yeah. and we'll pass that on if we possibly can as well. And Niall, just be, just before you finish up on this on on this issue, you were talking there about giving the the kids and what have you like. Uh, you know, uh, Ritalin and some Prozac and stuff like that. Oh, this is kids who, who are suffering from ADHD and ADHD all that. Yeah, yeah. What has that. Mm. The only thing, about 20 years ago, they'd done a study in America and uh, a lot of a lot of people used to, a lot of dog owners used to give their dogs Prozac. That's right. Do you remember the Louis Thoreau program? It was called Medicating America, uh, and I think five percent of American children are on are on Ritalin, right? Or yeah. and that they end up on Prozac as they get older, and then they move to cocaine. But anyway, yeah. but uh, they, they I didn't mean that literally, obviously. Uh, but they they this family that he went to, the mother and father were on Prozac. And the kids, the two kids were on Ritalin and the dog was taking Ritalin because they said, she said, the dog, she was convinced the dog had ADHD. <laughs> swear to God, that's how crazy some people are. They were putting Ritalin in the dog's food. Yeah, they're definitely on, a lot of them are on Prozac. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a huge connection, by the way. I don't know whether you've ever, there's a great documentary and there was also a whole uh, thesis written on the American, you know, the, the school shootings. Thankfully, we haven't seen one in a little while, which is good news. But there was a huge connection there between um, drug taking and Ritalin and Prozac and those school shootings that all of the people involved, the shooters, uh, were all on either Ritalin or Prozac. Oh, my. You know? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you can't put two two together there that, you know, you have to be careful how you administer these drugs and you, just, you shouldn't just do it willy-nilly. And I think it is being done willy-nilly, as they say. Yes, it is. You know? Keep up the good work, Niall. All right, listen, thanks, Rob. Thanks very much indeed. All right. Uh, now, got to wrap that up. Oh. Jesus, Ashling, is it just me? Is it very warm in here tonight? 
Swear to God, it's like the Bahamas in this studio tonight. 